Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. What would the page of 18 months ago have thought the page of today had told her these are going to be your prices in 18 months? That page of 18 months ago probably would have been like, nah, you're not going to get any clients. (laughs) Everyone's going to be like, you're an imposter. What do you think you're doing? I had a little bit of that for sure. And I think I got, I think you just get one, like what happened is I got one client at, that was paying me, you know, for maybe four figures a month. And that really boosted my confidence. And it was like, yep, we'll do it. Let's do it. Welcome to the business strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you make more profit with less effort. My name is Geraldine Carter. Sometimes you want to transition away from your current situation and create a new setup. But between knowing exactly what to create and how to create it while transitioning away from the old thing can be a bit daunting. Here today to talk with me about this is my guest, Paige Gott. Paige is the owner of Tidewater Consulting and successfully navigated this transition over the last 18 months. Paige, welcome to the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast. Thanks for having me, Geraldine. So, Before we dig into questions, let's just give listeners a high-level sense of who you are and tell us what your business is, what kind of work you do, who your clients are, and what size business you have. Okay, yeah. So my business is called Tidewater Consulting, and I do um, bookkeeping and CFO strategy for um, mostly um, online service providers and coaches consultants and engineers. I have a few different types of clients, but um, yeah, so we do a lot of high level strategy. We also maintain their bookkeeping and sort of just help them reach income goals and deal with cash flow problems and that sort of thing. And is it just you or do you have a team? Uh, For right now, it's just me and I have a part-time bookkeeper that I just hired recently. About how many clients do you have? I have about 15 right now. Wow. Okay. Give us a sense of the range of like monthly prices? Monthly prices range from around 500 to I have clients in a little bit higher level that are around 3000. So 500 to 3000, depending on the service. Paige connected with me about my God, 18 months ago. And you reached out and you can speak to this, but you reached out because you were working um, for somebody else and you wanted to go out on your own transition your business and wanted some help kind of figuring out how to set up the right way and avoid painful potholes. So can you give listeners a sense in your own words of what was going on when you reached out to me? I think it was last January and what you were wanting to create when you reached out. 
I was going through all sorts of different things with my business. I had been doing bookkeeping for a really long, you know, for, I don't know, probably six years and had like 40 something clients and then started working as a subcontracted CFO for another CFO firm and just totally got burnt out and realized that I just wanted to, you know, start doing more strategy and CFO work for my own clients and my own business. So I kind of just like basically created a whole new business. I I think when I came to you, I was going through, you know, rebranding and naming my renaming my business and starting a new website and all of that jazz. And I think I just needed to find someone like you to sort of help me get on the right track as far as like my services and pricing and packages and that kind of thing. So I just didn't want to, my thing, my goal was to not reach burnout again (laughs) with having a million clients paying me not too much. So um, that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah. I, I just, I just wanted to get started off on the right foot, I guess is what, you know, is how I could explain it and just kind of get my systems down before I started you know, either marketing or getting new clients and that kind of, I just wanted to sort of take a pause and figure things out before I started taking more clients. And then, so we worked together for like four or five months and then you kind of got to, your goal was to get transitioned, right? It was to navigate the transition from working, being inside the CFO firm to build your own practice. And since then we haven't, I mean, we've been in touch like here and there really briefly. Now looking back that you have that perspective, what are you so glad that you did? Because you know, a year later, you're like, Oh, I'm so glad I did this because it's proven to be really useful. Um, well, it's funny. Cause when I, when we decided to do a podcast, I did like a little bit of research cause I actually had it. And I like looked back and I was looking at how many clients I had when I started working with you and sort of, you know, how, how much they were paying me on average and this and that. And so I have actual numbers now. <laughs> so I am making basically 130% more per month per client. And I have half the amount of clients than I did at that time. So I think when I started working with you, I had like over 20 something clients. So I think probably one of the best things I did was sort of go through my client roster and sort of figure out what clients I had maybe outgrown or didn't necessarily want or need the level of services I was going to try to you know, start providing on a regular basis. So I think that was a big, a big change is sort of getting the client roster down a little bit and just trying to get the new clients to be at a certain level so that I wasn't working so much for so for so little, I guess. So I, I think really just looking at every single client individually and the services that they need and want and kind of going from there was one of the biggest one of the biggest changes. Okay. So if I understand you right, 130 like so your average monthly rate per client is 130% more. So that's double and then some, right? It's more than twice as much? Yeah. So as a consequence, you also are able to have fewer clients, do higher level work for them. Would you say that because your rate is more than double uh, what it previously was, are you doing twice the work because your rate is more than double? Or are you doing the same amount of work as you would for a client who was at your kind of original rate, in air quotes, for your clients who are more expensive? Like, what's the workload like, given that your prices are double? No, I feel like it's actually less. (laughs) I think because, well, for one, I have a bookkeeper and so she's helping me with a lot of the, you know, transactional work. And then I think the value of the services are, it's, it's less hands-on, it's more, you know, strategy. So the client value, the value that they're getting is a lot more and so they're paying more. And so it just takes up less of my time. I mean, it's different brain space, obviously, but like, I can't just sit down at my computer and add a bunch of transactions in QuickBooks and reconcile. It's, you know, the strategy I feel like does take a lot more thinking. 
So in that sense, it's harder. But as far as how much I'm working in the time wise, I'm not working as much as I was before. No way. And so you're not working as much as you were before. No way. And where's your revenue, your total revenue compared to where you were before? Gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, my monthly revenue is is at least doubled, right? So more than doubled. But, you know, with our businesses, expenses don't go up that much. So I'm, you know, making a lot more as far as like the bottom line. I might, my bookkeeper doesn't cost a lot. So I feel like the revenue is just growing. I, I mean, I, I'm still transitioning. I still want to do a few more changes. Obviously, it's always like a learning. Curve. But um, so I'd like to kind of fall more and more into the, you know, higher level services and, and you know, another tier of clients and that kind of thing. But yeah, just working a lot less. And that's kind of what I was my goal when I started working with you is to make more money and work less and just provide those higher level services. So I want to come back to the strategy piece. How Give listeners a sense of how long it took to come around, right? We did kind of four or five months intensive, but then you've got the foundation, you've got the pieces in place, you have the packages, the prices, you know what you're selling, but then, you know, it takes time for you to find clients and for clients to find you. Can you give listeners a sense of the experience of how long it took? I mean, I know we're talking 18 months, but what's it feel like on the inside for that transition to kind of get traction? I feel like it probably took maybe around a year. I feel like it was kind of, in my eyes, it was going to be just like all of a sudden I was going to have these prices and these packages and they were just going to be what they are. Um, But that's not what happened. I feel like it was kind of a slow, you know, like it's just this little, little changes here and there that started happening. I incorporated like a CRM and kind of got my proposals down really got them down really pat so that I didn't have to change a lot. I was used to like do custom proposals. So everybody was different recently, you know, probably several months ago now, probably like six months ago, really have gotten my proposals down. So if I talk to a, you know, a potential client, I know what they need and I can send them this proposal and I don't have to make a bunch of changes. So everything does seem to get faster over time. Um, And I know that there are other things that I can do that I'm trying, that I'm working on now that can also save me time. So it's just, it's been a, you know, it's been a road, but it, it, you know, it was, every step was worth it, but I'd say probably about a year where I was like, wow, I'm not working at that much. And I'm making double what I was making before. So I'd probably say a year. Okay. Awesome. That's really helpful. I think for folks to have a sense of like how long this might take to actually like, you know, is this a four year path or is this a four month path or, you know, gives, Setting those expectations, I think, helps people kind of get their head in the right place. So let's go over to strategy. You talked about doing strategy work for your clients. Can you talk about what that is? What's What are the conversations like? What are you talking about? Or how are you helping them with strategy? Dig into that for us. Yeah. So I think recently it's been a lot of strategy around team. So if you know, clients that are growing and they want to hire new team members, kind of trying to make sure that they can afford that in the long, you know, in the long term, uh, if they need to increase their income, how we can do that. Pricing has been a big one too. I feel like looking at client pricing, are they making a profit at the end of every month? And do they need to, you know, why aren't they, why aren't they paying themselves? Do they need to increase their prices? Looking at that. But I feel like a lot of it has been sort of around teams because that's maybe the the tier of client that I'm working with a lot right now is is clients that are growing their teams. So, you know, you have to be really careful not to hire a bunch of people and not be able to afford them. So looking at that, cash flow, I think too, you know, making sure that clients are are don't want to be hit with a big tax bill at the end of the year. So being mindful about putting money aside every month for taxes and to pay themselves and that kind of thing. So just trying to keep a good eye on on cash flow has been a 
been a big one lately as well. And are you using a certain software tool for cash flow for them? I use QuickBooks Online for all of their accounting, but I just have a spreadsheet that I've created that uh, keeps track of all of that. Um, my next step is to start incorporating another software that I've been looking at. And I think that would save me a lot of time and also be a really clean way to you know, visually show the client. But um, right now, I just strictly use a sort of like a master spreadsheet that, I've, that I have. When we talk about strategy with clients and making sure that when they hire, they can actually afford those hires and that they're setting aside sufficient cash for eventual taxes, how do you think they would talk about the value to them? Like, what are the, some of the things that they say when they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. This was so great. This was so helpful. Now I blah, blah, blah. Now I fill in the blank. I think now I know that it's okay to hire this person or now I know that, you know, I'm going to need to find one more, you know, one more client or create one more offer in order to, you know, not only cover this new team member, but also make money off of them for whatever they're doing, you know, their return, I guess the return on that team member investment, you know, so that they can, they can increase their revenues. So people feel, the clients feel relieved that they can actually see the actual numbers on the screen so that they know that they're not going to hire someone at like a $70,000, you know, salary, and they're not going to be able to afford it in three months or something like that. So they kind of know what their goals are. They need to know what, what, you know, incoming sales they need to have and that kind of thing. I think it's kind of good for a lot of, a lot of business owners to know that kind of like what different stepping, stepping stones to getting to a certain point. And when they make hire, they go back, but then they can go forward. So I don't know if that explains it in a good way, but yeah, I think just being grateful that they can make the decisions based on real um, evidence. Right. Instead of guessing and hoping. Yeah. Like knowing if I hire this person, I'm going to go broke or I can't afford this person yet. It's like they need to be able to see that as well. It's not always like, yes, hire this person. So so who are these clients, online business owners? Like how much revenue do they have typically? And at like, how do they find you? At what point do they find you? I feel like so most of them are between revenues of three or 500,000 a year up to, you know, 3 million a year. They have found me mostly by word of mouth. So referrals from CPAs that I work with, or um, I've had a few people reach out via social media. I'm not great at my social media. So <laughs> I haven't got it. I think really just word of mouth and, and referrals are, have been a huge, you know, network for me to gain, to gain clients, just reaching out to CPAs and kind of the ones that I, that I know that I work with already, um, that they know my work very good about giving if they need, if they know that they have a client whose bookkeeping is a mess and they need strategy, then they can send them along to somebody else like me. But Okay. And do you talk to those CPAs about who makes a great client for you? Like, send me this kind of client who's, you know, at 500K in revenue, wants to grow a team, is having trouble figuring out, you know, would like a better understanding of financially what it takes to grow. Do they do a good job of sending you well-qualified clients? I have probably haven't done a great job at explaining what my ideal client is. I think I'm, you know, still trying to figure that out. I feel like that's such a, like, you know, getting a niche kind of, really spelled out is something that I haven't quite um, gotten fully down yet. I think I'm sort of waiting. I, I would like to reach out. I think one of my goals is to reach out to those CPAs and sort of say, like, this is my ideal client. If you have anybody um, that fits this sort of, you know, ID, then send them my way. Um, but no, they, they seem to send me, I think that they know my prices. So they, they don't send me usually newer businesses or startups or anything like that at this point, because they know that somebody might not want to, you know, pay for advisory work yet. 
So they are sending me people that need advisory work, which is good. But I, but I definitely think that it would be great to send out sort of, this is my, this is who I'm looking for. If you know anybody that is my help, you know, but. So talk to me about how you feel about your prices, if you will. A year ago, would you have been scared of your current prices? Did you think nobody would ever buy at the prices that we quoted? Because I remember when we were designing your prices and your packaging, if I recall correctly, I may remember some price resistance. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so talk to us about, you know, how, if you will, you've evolved with your own pricing over time. Yeah, no, I definitely would not. When you and I started working together, I would not have been I would be so scared to tell someone like a certain like, oh, this is going to be $1,200 a month or this is going to be nine twenty five a month or something like that. I would have been totally horrified because I was, I had just moved from hourly into like a retainer and I wasn't obviously not charging enough, but yeah, I, I, I'm happy with my prices. I would, for the clients I have, I think that they're pretty good, you know, they're good prices, but I think I would love to sort of expand on that and kind of start working with even larger clients that could use even more strategy and sort of go up to that next pricing tier so that the pricing has also been a very slow progression for me as well. Like, I feel like I still have some original clients that I, you know, was doing hourly bookkeeping for that are still like a really low, you know, bookkeeping rate that I just haven't had the heart to, you know, drop off or anything like that. So yeah, I think it's just a, it's a getting used to it. I don't think that I'm the kind of person that can go from like charging hourly to being like, okay, now you have to pay me $2,000 a month. You know, it has to be sort of, I have to get comfortable with it and then sit on it for a little bit and then move to the next, the next stage. I've, I've found that that's my personality. So but yeah, I'm comfortable with the prices now. I, I feel totally comfortable telling them to people or having discovery calls and that kind of thing. But what would the page of 18 months ago have thought the page of today had told her these are going to be your prices in 18 months? That page of 18 months ago probably would have been like, nah, you're not going to get any clients. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, you're an imposter. What do you think you're doing? I had a little bit of that for sure. And I think... I got, I think you just get one, like what happened is I got one client at, that was paying me, you know, four, maybe four figures a month. And that really boosted my confidence. And it was like, yep, we'll do it. Let's do it. They didn't pick apart my pricing or anything like that. And I think that gave me a huge confidence boost. So after that, I felt much better about giving people my prices. I think just getting that first client at that new price is like a huge hurdle, you know, mental hurdle. It totally is. <laughs> that first one where you're just like kind of sweating and you say it and you're like, oh my God, the walls are going to cave in. Yeah. You have to do like the whole, and they're like, yeah, Mel Robbins, like five, four, three, two, one. And just like, yeah. send on the email. <laughs> and I just like press send on the email. I'm like, okay, that's it. The email is sent. I don't know the, we'll see if they accept my proposal. And I think also all the people that are going to say no to like the first, the first potential client that I really wanted to work with that said no, but because they just weren't at that point in their business yet where they could afford to invest in my services. So it's usually just like, I know I, I want to work with you someday, but right now, you know, we're not there yet. So that you kind of learn to be okay with that as well. I think the first no for me was like, Oh no, dang it. You know, but if they're not ready to work with you at that, at that, you know, level of service or that level of price, then it's just not the right time. But. And have you seen it that they come around six months or a year later that they're like, okay, can we have another conversation? Yeah. Yeah. I have one client who she's still growing her business, but every once in a while, like we'll connect, you know, I have like a strategy call I'll do with people for a certain price. So they don't have to be like retainer clients and she'll have a strategy call with me. And 
I just, we just keep in touch. And someday when she's at that, at the point where she needs that level of service, then I'm hoping that she'll, you know, contact me because I really, I really like her. So yeah, I think that people just stay in touch. You know, I think they just really have to be conservative with their, with their funds, obviously. But last couple of questions here before we wrap up, you mentioned strategy sessions where clients don't have to become your monthly ongoing client in order to be able to have access to your brain and your expertise. Can you give listeners a feel for what that sounds like, how that's priced if you're comfortable sharing, and what people ask you about in those strategy sessions? Yeah. So they're about 90 minutes and we just, before the call, they just kind of tell me what their pain point is. It's usually 90 minutes is like enough time probably to cover one larger pain point. Like maybe they're having issues with QuickBooks. Maybe it's a technical thing. Um, Maybe they need help, you know, setting payroll up or they've created their own budget and cash flow projections and they want someone to like look it over and kind of make sure it's accurate and show them how to use it, that sort of thing. So I charge right now 375 for the 90 minutes. I don't do a ton of them. I would like to potentially charge more because I feel like the feedback I've gotten from clients who have done it or from people who have done it, it's like a huge value because they really just want someone to sit with and just brain dump things to. And then I've started also doing sort of like a VIP type day. So that's where we can tackle like a major problem. Like they want to build an entire sort of forecast or they, I don't know, something that takes up upwards to like four hours or five hours. Um, and that's where we can like tackle bigger pain points where they really want to get into strategy, pricing, that kind of thing. And um, how much is the VIP day? So that right now is 2300 And so you have like four to six hours to like tackle a bigger project. You kind of stay together until you work it out. Mm-hmm. It's like a single working day or work project to get something solidified that they need to stay in and you both need to stay in it and not email the file back and forth 50 times and be like, what are we trying to do again? It's like, no, sit down, we focus, we figure this thing out. We've got all day to work on it. And at the end of the day, you're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, I met with someone and they owned like a yoga studio. And so we sat down and she has a bookkeeper. So her books were clean and we just built sort of a, a year long budget and looked at her goals and kind of looked at whether or not she needed to change her pricing in order to reach her goals by the end of the year and that sort of thing. And if she was comfortable with that pricing. And so she just sat with me really the, the whole time. I mean, it doesn't always have to be like that. I can do homework and then I, then we meet, you know, later in the day, but that was kind of an example of, just she was able to leave with new pricing, kind of a, a forecast of her of her money and her financials and a projection. She w- wasn't ready to hire someone on a retainer basis, but um, she can maintain it herself pretty easily and and you know can ask me questions for a few weeks after. But yeah, that's awesome. So now she knows if she has you know X number of participants in her classes on average these days at this price, that everything's going to pencil out and she's going to reach this this financial goal. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So um, how many of these clients who do the one-offs, strategy sessions, full-day VIP things, end up converting to ongoing clients? Well, I haven't had a ton of VIP days because I just started doing it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay. I haven't really, it's like not even on my website, I don't think. So I haven't even really advertised for it. But if I do have a discovery call and I can just tell that the person that I'm having the discovery call with would benefit from it and and they're not ready to you know have a monthly investment, then I'll, I'll pitch that to them. I'll say like, I do this if you want to you know do this instead. 
So I haven't had any convert because I haven't really done a ton. And how about from strategy sessions? Has anyone converted from the 397 strategy sessions? Yes, I have had one person. She did a strategy session and we did some stuff with her. And then she was like, okay, I want to do CFO work. So we did that. Oh, nice. Okay. So lots of good stuff in the mix and stuff that you're still looking at building out and implementing. What else is in your future, do you think, for the next 12 months? I don't know. So I really want to, you know, as we all try to find our our niche uh, client, I really want to try and look, analyze that a little bit more and just really try to see if I can, because I feel like in accounting, when you specialize, it's just so much even more helpful to the clients when you have other business to compare to and you can, you know, if they're in a similar industry. So niching is pretty, is pretty up there in my priorities, I think. And then trying to get my sort of VIP day out there a little bit for people who need that, I think is probably my next, my next thing for the next 12 months. So yeah, I know now that I can't have too many goals <laughs> when you say, yeah. like, I'm going to do this. So yeah, I, I feel like just focusing on those two things and being a little bit better about marketing is sort of my, my next 12 month goal, or at least next, you know, to the end of the year type of thing. But. And if people want to find you or find out more about you, where can they do that? Um, so I somewhat show up on Instagram at Tidewater Consulting. And then my website is tidewater-consulting.com. Awesome. And we'll link to it in the show notes. Paige Gott, thank you so much for coming on the Business Strategy for CPAs podcast. Thank you. It was so nice. I loved hearing that doing strategy work added a ton of value for her clients, and it helped Paige increase her prices so she could actually spend less time working. If you want to get your business on the path of bringing in more revenue with less effort, be sure to check out CPA Mastermind. It's my new four-month coaching program designed to help you do exactly that. Get your business pointed in the right direction so that you can make more revenue with less effort. You can find out more at my website, geraldinecarter.com forward slash CPA hyphen mastermind. And be sure to get on the interest list if you want to take advantage of special bonus trainings. That URL again is geraldinecarter.com forward slash CPA hyphen mastermind. All right, that's it from me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.